Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. In this one, we talked a bit about the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale, talked about the Chauvin verdict and just uh, the, the, the fallout from that. Uh, then we talked about this week's uh, movie pick of, of the week. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China talked about oh, our yeah. favorite moments from that. Timestamps are listed out down below in the description, so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. If you want to skip all the politics, if you want to skip right to the the movie discussion, or if you want to skip right to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stuff, you know, a download is a download. We don't mind. But yeah, follow us on social media. That's going to be all linked down below. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. Follow friend friend Jared on Steam and or Xbox. Probably both of them. Yeah, both. You know, you don't have to choose one or the other. I'm not saying I'm desperate, but... Yeah, subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Buy our merch, get yourself a Muscle Rock t-shirt and or button and or fridge magnet. And uh, let's, just, let's just jump right into it. The, no, the Chauvin trial, like, for the past few weeks has been really revealing like there are certain things that happen that just reveal who someone is. Yeah. Like I feel like murdering someone reveals who you are. <laughs> but not what I mean is like like with COVID. COVID happened and then suddenly you know who like like anyone that's like, "Oh, I don't know about like the vaccine or like I don't want to wear a mask." Like you know who to avoid, you know? Like it, it reveals a lot about people like people that wouldn't be doing public yeah. freakouts or like Karens with like a like dormant Karens that wouldn't normally be freaking dormant. out are now freaking out about like masks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's getting and ridiculous. it's the same thing with the Chauvin verdict where like if you're upset about uh, Derek Chauvin being convicted in the murder of George Floyd. Like, I know now to avoid you. Yeah. Because, like, so many many conservatives now are, like, self-reporting. There's so many self-reports happening where, like, if if someone is, like, upset about the verdict, you know, like, oh, you're just upset that police can't carry out extrajudicial, extrajudicial executions. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if you've seen the clips of it, but Ben Shapiro, he's been like going on and on about how like, Oh, they're just not looking at the facts. I don't think, you know, let's just say hypothetically the, the jury is not looking at the, at the facts in this case. Mm. Like nice. Like that Ben Shapiro, like I, I even saw a clip of him. Like after, after it happened, after George Floyd was murdered, he was like, Oh, this guy should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Well, what the fuck happened to that? What happened to that Ben Shapiro? They didn't get the verdict he wanted or his audience yeah, wanted. It's, it, well, it's so obvious that he's just pandering. Because, like, Ben Shapiro, yeah, when you yeah, first see him or when you, like, look at just an isolated clip, like, you think, oh, this is a guy that, like, at least believes what he's saying. But then, no. like, <laughs> I personally don't watch the whole show that he does. Uh, because I value my sanity, but like I've seen clips of him doing like ad reads as part of his like the like the full show that he does, and I, like I don't know, it's yeah. not like he doesn't read ads in a weird way, 
But the fact that it's him doing it, like watching Ben Shapiro do an ad read just feels so unnatural. Yeah. It's like it's like if Hitler was like, oh, and once we, once we must cleanse the, the German uh, fucking society shit. By the way, this speech is brought to you by Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy. Like if you if you want to to uh have the uh a uh, uh, pure uh website use today's sponsor Squarespace. You know, I want to see uh, uh Hitler as a Twitch streamer now. Oh god. Thank you for the gold. I don't I don't know. That's a Reddit thing, isn't it? I think, yeah. Twitch is more oh. like subs and stuff. Yeah, I don't Thanks know. Thanks for the sub. Guess the Jews 2099 or whatever. I don't know. What's a fucking yeah. good Nazi uh, name? <laughs> um, I don't know, but it should start with the late. With the late? Yeah. I don't, okay, I, I'm lost on that one. I don't get okay, the Okay, so late. you know how like when someone dies, it's like, oh, the late, like, oh, the late oh, Chadwick Boseman. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you get it. You get it now. Yeah, I get it. We're going to kill them. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just think Nazis, like, should, like, okay, I'm going to say Nazis should die out, but I'm not saying they should be killed. All right, I'm saying, like, Nazi shit, that should be, like, what your great-grandparents believe. Like, there should be no Nazis under the age of, like, 75. I don't understand why there's even Nazis. It's like, come on, man, you've lost the war. Yeah, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah. I don't know. Like, the fact that there are, like, young Nazis. Feel, yeah, like, it, it feels, feels like lazy weird. It's like, really, I- you're, you're bringing back the, the villain from the, from the old movie? Shh. <laughs> Like they couldn't come up with something, so they just went to the back catalog. Yeah. Yeah, it's like having a story with the Red Skull set in the 70s. It's like, what are, what are you doing? It's like, why is he back? Yeah, no, it's stupid. People are stupid. You're all stupid. Yeah. What about the whole Chauvin thing? Like, I don't understand why people are upset. Like, like back to the whole Ben Shapiro thing. Like, he acts like there's, like, a set of facts that the like he keeps saying the jury isn't looking at the facts like bro what facts we all saw the recording we all saw the video of what happened all that they really need to deliberate is if there was like a motive or like if it was intentional yeah like they're trying to decide between like second and third degree murder that's that's where that's what the trial is about it's not about whether he did it like we know what happened but he yeah, acts like, like there's this like proof. Vault, this vault of ancient information lost to the sands of time. It's the, it's the Disney vault. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the vault. You gotta open it. Look, there it is. Right next to Mickey Mouse's old fucking cartoon. No, we need to keep shoving. Okay, you know what? Uh, you know, the Joker. The Joker get, keeps getting put in Arkham Asylum and he keeps escaping. We just need to put we need to put Joker's ass in the Disney vault. He's not yeah. getting out of there for another Can eleven you years. That episode of Bat that that comic like Joker's like ha I'll just escape again, Batman. You fool, Batman's like nah nah. This is different now, Joker. I'm taking you to the one place you can't escape from. He just gets dragged into the <laughs> vault, screaming. He's like clutching at the ground, like no no. 
God. Sealed away forever. But you know, another thing that I don't understand about people upset about the the Chauvin verdict, it, like they're the, they're the same people that always say like, oh, well, if you don't break the law, then you shouldn't have anything to worry about. Like if yeah. you're not if you're not doing anything wrong, then you shouldn't have a problem with like the police, you know, stopping you and, and asking for your papers or you shouldn't have a problem with like fucking like surveillance or whatever. Like if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't have to worry about it. The, those same people are now freaking out now that cops will face consequences if they kill innocent people. It's like, well, if you're not <laughs> killing innocent people, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. There's a simple solution here. Just don't shoot an innocent civilian. Yeah. Just, you know, do what you say you're gonna do. Oopsie poopsie, that was my gun, not a taser. That whole thing, that's such a stupid excuse. It would have worked if the taser How thing far that they away do now, are you, Jared? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you, like, forgot, across the room? I forgot I moved my room around. My mic is not where it used to be. I'm trying to fix my light right now. It's busted. I don't know what happened to okay. it. It just went out. But, uh, yeah, no, it's like, uh, that excuse would have worked, like, prior to, like, the first time this happened, and they had all these different, like, safeguards See, I don't know about it. that. That's the thing. If a like, gun and a taser were like comparable at all, I could see it. Like if it was like, yeah, they used you know, to be. A taser used to be like a they? black gun that was on the same side as your normal gun. Then they changed it to okay. this yellow shit that's on the left side. And like, how do you forget that? It weighs like yeah. two pounds, and it's on the left side of your body, away from all of your other shit. Well, yeah, it's like not being able to to tell the difference between like a super soaker and a rocket launcher. Yes. I mean, I still get confused. <laughs> Little Timmy's birthday party was never the same after that day. No, it's it's you have to push four on the keyboard, not three. You have your weapon equipped to the wrong hotkey. I guess. It's amazing how court cases from like five years ago keep coming back today. What do you mean five years ago? Like a lot. Well, it's not five years ago. It's more than that. But like the same shit happened where it's like, I thought it was my taser. Oh, so this is a thing that's happened multiple times. Cause I already, I, I only yeah. know about the one that just happened. Yeah. This has happened multiple times before. Like it was more understandable cause they didn't have all these rules on how to like position your gear on your belt and stuff. It's like, yeah, that seems like a reasonable excuse. And then now it's like, okay, you just shot him. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way around this. You, you, how do you fuck up that bad? Like, this is someone who's training police officers and they just execute someone on the street because they thought it was their taser. A thing that looks nothing like, feels nothing like, and is on the opposite side of the body. Yeah. Like, God. Maybe, that, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> maybe they just aren't trained well. You know what? Speaking of like police brutality and stuff and just the whole thing like, oh, we investigated ourselves and we found ourselves innocent, like internal investigations like that, like police just being able to like blatantly commit crimes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, that is why I believe that uh, it's, it's just another reason that Marvel is pure fantasy because John Walker actually faced uh, consequences for his actions. Yeah. 
Because it's like, what, you commit one beheading in public when suddenly you get fired? No, he get. I mean, he did basically get a slap on the wrist, but like he got his title revoked and everything. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel like, I don't know if that would happen. In real life. There would just be an internal investigation. Like, okay, the Department of Captain America has investigated Captain America and found that Captain America did nothing wrong. (laughs) I mean, basically. I don't know. Maybe because he's like a public figure, I guess. It makes sense that he would get his title stripped. I mean, he did also get to become U.S. agent. Yeah, but that's something separate. That was, uh... That wasn't the normal government. Right. Like, that's, uh, the character that gave it to him, Valerie Fontaine. Uh, she's, uh, she's basically, like, the walker, uh, from Suicide Squad. You know, the, the black chick. It's like, yeah. what's it, Amanda Walker? Yeah, Amanda, Amanda Waller. Waller. Waller, Waller, yeah, that's right. Uh, so basically, she's part of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s bunch of whole shit with S.H.I.E.L.D., and she's basically in charge of a lot of their more, like, covert shit. Is, so, is she with S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because, um, yeah. my understanding, and from what I've heard, she's, um, her, her character has also been Madame Hydra. Yeah. She's with S.H.I.E.L.D., but she's kind of like... Oh, she's uh, like a double agent? Kinda, because she's also with S.H.I.E.L.D. still. Like... Nick Fury recruits her even after she turns to Hydra and stuff. So it's, it's it's she's a weird character. I don't know her exact like alignment on the chart thing. But yeah, no. So she's like not with the government, but is with the government, but not really. But yeah, but eh, 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 kind of thing. Yeah, I imagine it's gonna be like a Blackwater type situation where it's like a private entity, but like they do work with the government. Yeah. That's probably it's the like best oh way we're to we're pulling it. our troops out of Afghanistan, but don't look this way. We're sending in the the this the special ops private military special forces people. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but she uh she's with Shield though, as far as I know. It looks like she is. Yeah, Brother I'm really curious a- though, like to what extent Shield still exists. By the way, let's just get into the. Uh, we are officially transitioned out of News Minute. Uh, this is uh, Captain America and the White Wolf because uh, he shouldn't he shouldn't be called the Winter Soldier anymore. But that's a that's a different argument. Uh, finale reaction segment. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Like, uh, I knew that a lot of the things they were gonna do from the get go, like the whole uh, Walker coming back. And not being a complete dickhead. But, uh... Yeah. Like, that one... Like, that was, like... Yeah, they're gonna do that. It's like, this is the... Yeah, well, before we I get into specifics, it. overall, how do you feel about the, the the finale? Oh, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good way to, to wrap things up and end it. Wasn't yeah. too bad. I think yeah, people as far are as, being like, wrapping fucking... stuff up. As far as wrapping stuff up, I thought it did a pretty good job. With like, you know, getting people to where, like getting like Sam to where he's supposed to end up, like getting him to the point where he's ready Captain to be America. Captain America and, you know, getting, um, getting Bucky to like a peaceful, like, like healthy state. I like, do. I did a good the, job uh... of that, but I did feel like, I don't know, like it felt like there was supposed to be more show leading up to it. 
But yeah. overall, I would say the finale was really enjoyable. I hear uh, a lot of but people. But ultimately like, kind of disappointing. Like I enjoyed it. It was a good time. But I just felt like it, it, it was missing a lot. And I felt like there was some stuff that shouldn't have happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I want to I wanna hear your thing. Okay, so. Well, first of all, I'll. I'll say uh one thing that i absolutely love i love yeah. the the new suit the new suit oh, that yeah. sam got it looks great uh, as far I have as a like picture i'm gonna send you though and you're gonna hate it oh god i want you all to right use before this. before i look at it and before my perception is ruined uh, i just want to say as far as like an adaptation of like a uh, comic book to to screen it's one of the best suits, uh, one of the best adaptations, and and also one of the best suits that I have seen up to this point. Yeah, it looks great. Like, oh um, god. Okay, I'm looking at what you send. <laughs> look, look, Jared. A lot of people. Okay, so what I'm looking at is a tweet from at Danny Eight Bit, <sighs> and it's a picture of Sam Wilson's Captain America. In a in a sort of uh, profile position, and in the same pose as that weird muscle cap. Yeah, the yeah. If if you know <laughs> if you know about comics, you probably know about. I, I forget the guy's name, but he draws people really weird, and it's the one of like a it's a famous illustration of Captain America where his chest bulges out like a solid like foot and a half. I don't know how that guy did that. Like, why is this? Imagine Captain America, but he's built like a fucking fridge. God. Oh. Oh, but anyway, yeah. The suit, Life imitates art. <laughs> no, that suit is an incredible adaptation. Uh, it, it looks very faithful to the source material. Uh, yeah. It was amazing seeing Sam running around being Captain America. Uh, it was really satisfying when it's like, oh, who are you? I'm Captain America. Like, that was that was awesome. Yeah, That was incredible. That was very satisfying after, you know, the after six episodes of of seeing like John Walker running around like, I'm Captain America. Do you know who the fuck I am? Sam Wilson's just like, man, I'm Captain America. Fucking deal with it. I'm going to save the day and shit. And I'm not going <laughs> to decapitate people. Imagine, and uh, imagine that's the first thing he went and did. Oh God! He just goes up to someone, just cuts their head off. Yeah, new cap. Let's go, edgy. <laughs> oh no, that that you know what that kind of bothered me when um in fuck I think it was episode uh four whichever one I think it was the start of episode five when it was uh, Sam and Bucky versus John Walker. And uh, he's like freaking out like, oh, God, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to either decapitate that guy or like use the shield to like, like smash his chest in. Yeah, whatever he did to the guy, if you want to say it's decapitation, if you want to say it's not decapitation, whatever. It's it's decapitation. Well, it's ambiguous what exactly he did. Like we assume that he decapitated the guy, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's not really important for what I'm trying to say, but. Uh, after he did that move, he's like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, God, uh, what am, what have I got myself into? He still tries to repeat that move on Sam and Bucky. Yeah. 
And it's like, wow, you you really did not learn, did you? <laughs> I blame the serum. Like like but, Zemo says, that shit is evil. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, more stuff that I liked about the finale before I get into criticisms. It's just it's amazing that we finally get like a happy ending. Oh yeah. Cuz like WandaVision where it's like uh, you know, like move on Wanda, I'm gone and it, fucking like uh but no this one ends on a very high note and it's just a nice a nice uh boat side uh, uh barbecue cookout. You know, Bucky just getting to live his best life. And yeah. for once, not being like on the run or like haunted by old memories. Yeah. It's just you you love to see it. It's that good shit. It's that good shit. Also, I love the part where Captain America just verbally bitch slaps a bunch of senators. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That was pretty good. That's cat that's the that's the cap from the comics. Fucking he would definitely do that. Just like, oh, yeah. this isn't right. Fuck you. I'm going to be nomad now. That was a, <laughs> a really good moment. Um, I just wish because like I saw I saw a, a TikTok that was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we got like a, as sort of like a callback if we got, you know, Bucky being like, oh, did you uh, uh, did you have that written out or was that off the top of your head? Which is what Sam says to Steve in The Winter Soldier. And uh, or or if uh, Bucky was like, hey, let's hear it for Captain America, because that's what he says in the first Avenger. Yeah, uh, just something like that. Now, I like how been cool, but I it's, it's not a deal breaker. Nah, you see, I like Bucky's response to it because it fits with his relationship with Sam. It like does. them being like friends, but also like assholes to each other. Yeah, that's that's why I say it's not like a deal breaker, because it's not like. Yeah, like it doesn't like it doesn't take away from everything. it that it didn't happen. Yeah. It just would have been a cute like fan service moment. Yeah, which I get. Fan service is, is a is a thing. But yeah, going into uh like criticisms though for the finale, I felt like like I mentioned earlier, I felt like there was like there should have been more leading up to it. Cuz like the yeah. first few episodes, it's it's fairly um like it's paced fairly slowly like it's a sort of like a more slow burn kind of thing like we get more character moments and scenes with people just talking we get a lot of like fleshing out of the narrative and stuff it's just generally it's generally i don't want to say drawn out because i feel like that's like a negative way of saying it but it is like well it's like spaced out you know but then yeah. once we get to like episode five, everything just happens so quickly and it feels like we're rushing to the finale when it feels like there should be an extra episode of build up. I don't know what would fill that time, but it did feel like rushed towards the end. Well, I'm going to say like, I'm a little disappointed with uh, Carly's whole like villain arc thing because. Oh, that's kinda... another thing that I didn't like. Like she just kind of just flips a switch and is like, "We're terrorists now." Yeah, like, that's boring. That's lazy. Well, she also makes it harder to make the case that the flag smashers weren't terrorists. Yeah, because I I do like I believe Sam and I agree with him when he's like, "Hey, you got to stop using labels like terrorist and like thug uh, to sort of like dodge questions of you know resource management." Because like the flag yeah. smashers, when it comes to like 
um, the disparity like their, their idea and, and who gets who gets what. Yeah, like the, yeah. the, the flag smashers, like what they're fighting for, is correct. But it just like I mentioned it, I mentioned it in the last episode, but. It, like the flag smashers as villains feel very poorly written and it feels like the writers went out of their way to make them like black and white villains yeah especially near the end and i was and you know i called it when i said that it was going to be a really centristy ending eh. like the ending like the like sam's speech and everything like it's great i love it but it does kind of reek of centrism where well, not the speech itself, but just like uh, overall how the show ended where it's like, oh, we just, you know, we got to, you know, you guys that control everything, like you get to still control everything, but just, you know, at least think a little bit about how it'll affect people. Yeah. Like it just feels very like incrementalism. I mean, like how else are they going to end it? They're going to have Captain America execute a bunch of senators. <laughs> No, not execute senators, but like I don't know, like, like there's no real way to. It feels well. It just feels very. It feels very like within the system. I mean, yeah. And it's like I don't. I guess that doesn't bother me too much, but it is worth acknowledging at least. It's worth acknowledging that it's like Captain America fights for progress within the already pre-established uh systems and institutions yeah where it's like hey maybe we need a different way of managing like who gets what instead of saying like maybe we need to rethink like who gets to redistribute resources it's like well these people are gonna be distributing resources like there's no questioning that but we just you know we gotta nudge them in the right direction of like maybe being more equitable uh i'm gonna be honest i don't know what that word means chief (laughs) <laughs> you know like dumb. like fair oh yeah like, man, like they gotta you know use their power that they have unquestionably a bit more fairly <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing though marvel's stuff is like the uh what is it uh idealistic fantasy or whatever yeah well it is also like very corporate and it is you know it's 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 always gonna be military propaganda to some degree because even if they're even if marvel isn't working with the military directly on one of their projects they still do want to be able to work with them in the future oh yeah so it's like you know even if like let's just say they don't work with the military and guardians of the galaxy or whatever like or or say like spider-man they don't work with the military for a spider-man movie and then, and in the Spider-Man movie, they're like, fuck the military. We need to, you know, burn down the system, rebuild it from the ground up. Do you think they're going to be able to get that contract for the next Captain America movie or for the next Iron Man movie or for the next Captain Marvel? Yeah, but also, what the fuck kind of Spider-Man are you watching? Why does he say that? Based Spider-Man. Based Spider-Man. That's, I'm just using I'm just using Spider-Man as an example. I just mean like some character that's not as connected to the military, so yeah. you don't need access to like jets or equipment or anything. <laughs> I just want to see that comic arc where Spider-Man takes on the U.S. military, <laughs> goes full that, Deadpool. <laughs> now that's based. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I tell you what, I am disappointed in the flag smashers though, because Ultimatum is one of my favorite like villain factions, because they're like not as like they're kind of generic, but that's why they're good. They don't have like some stupid like big plot shit. They're just like a they're just a, a military group that does its own thing, and Flag Smasher was a pretty decent villain. But then, uh, this show, it's like, man, what, what a boring enemy. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like I was saying before the show came out, there was a real opportunity to have uh, a villain that at least makes you think about, and I, well, I guess to a degree, they do make you think about, like, the the power structures that exist. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's I don't know, not that like, much. As far as like challenging structures went, all that they all that the flag smashers really did in this show was be like, you know, maybe people should have resources. And it's like, well, that's not very like that's not bold of you to say. <laughs> I mean, again, though, they are making a TV show that needs to appeal to like every single fucking person. Oh yeah, I I I do realize that. I just like I said earlier, it's it's at least worth acknowledging. Like, I don't expect yeah. it to be any different. Like, I don't expect it to to be the way that I want it to be. It'd be I cool just think it's was, worth, though. you know, like when when discussing stuff like this, it's worth acknowledging the, you know, certain biases. Yeah. That exist. Yeah. yeah like sense. I was saying, like the the Flag Smashers did really have a lot of potential uh, as villains to challenge the status quo and to challenge power structures, basically. I mean, even as and just like, kind of disappointed generic, in how it turned out. Even as a generic Marvel villain, though, they're kind of they're kind of on the lame scale, I'd say. Like, they had a cool thing, yeah, going where they're like, "Oh, I agree with them on this," but then it's like, okay, yeah. Well, I I also feel like there was missed potential in like when we did a we did get a little bit of this in the finale and at the end of uh, episode five where it's like oh the flag smashers are fucking everywhere yeah like they don't just have like militants out on the ground like they have people like they have sympathizers like everywhere like just normal people that agree with the cause that'll help out in some small way i feel like there was a lot more that could have been done with that Oh, where absolutely. Sam and Bucky are like, you know, trying to like stop one of their operations and someone taps the uh, the app and, and and suddenly there's a mob of people uh, that they have to like get through. <laughs> yeah. Well, since it's just regular people, it's not like Sam and Bucky are going to like break bones and shit. I feel like so it would have been interesting to see them try to like non-lethally deal uh, with people deal with, yeah deal with this crowd of people because it's like those are the people that they're supposed to be protecting batman's over here like breaking their bones is non-lethal <laughs> crippling someone yeah. for life that's the batman way and i just felt like there was more there that that didn't get tapped into yeah there's a lot of potential that they had again i feel like them doing these like this is how many episodes we're gonna do thing is like hurting them a bit because some of the stuff is nice, what but do you other mean? things are just... 
Well, like how they always have these finite episodes. Like, we're going to make this. It's going to be six episodes. And then they film. It's like, okay, now we have to make sure it's only six episodes. Well, it's not like they film the whole thing. And then Marvel's like, you get six episodes. Go. Uh, no, it's the number of episodes is oh, yeah, either it's either like Marvel uh, approaches like the writers or whatever. And they're like, hey, we're going to uh, we're going to get you these uh, th- this uh, this series, either like a mini series or just a, a full series that's going to go on for a number of seasons. They're yeah, like, All right. So you get one season. It's going to be this many episodes. And the writers, uh, the writers are given that information. Then they work with that. And they spread the story out however they see fit. Or they write the story and they're like, it's this number of episodes and Marvel's like, great. Now, what I'm saying, though, is uh, like, I think all together, like, we should just stop with like, oh, I need you to do this. Like, just like hire a guy, give him an idea and let him figure out how long he wants to make it, you know? Yeah. Because like, yeah, I do agree that these studios do need to give more freedom to directors because it's like, like you don't want another like spider-man uh spider-man 3 situation or like amazing spider-man 2 situation where it's like oh i i see that you've written this movie uh but can you Love put venom in it. it or like can you put the green goblin in it see, like, or like can you like, fit in the death of gwen stacy this is why i like studio a1 they're just completely like all about like yeah you want to do that go ahead here's some money we don't care i've never heard of that studio they do a lot of horror movie things, but they're really nice. Uh, a lot of up-and-coming film directors, indie films and stuff, they usually go through them because their whole like mission statement is that they want more creative freedom for people to make their own shows how they want and stuff. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, that's kind of like how uh, Studio Fest is. Uh, yeah. they, made, they made Souvenirs, that movie that I PA'd for uh, last year. Or not last year. That was March 2019, I think. God. Uh, So two years ago, I PA'd for this movie, Souvenirs. And uh, the the studio that made it, Studio Fest, it was their first uh, feature that they, like, produced. But basically what it is, uh, and this is for anyone listening, if you happen to be, like, in, you know, the directing or, like, screenwriting field, uh if you have an idea for a movie that you want, like if you're a screenwriter and you have a script that you want made uh, every year, studio fest, and this is not like a promotion or whatever. I just, it's a resource that I think is very good. Um, yeah. If you have a, a, a screenplay that you want to be made, or if you're a director and you want to direct your first feature, uh, check out studio fest. Uh, I'll probably link it under additional resources, but They're every the year best. they have a contest. They have a contest where you you submit um, your screenplay, and if you're a director, you submit like something that you've directed, and they'll pick the best of both of those. They'll pick the best screenplay, and they'll pick the best uh, director, and they'll pair you together, and you get to make that feature. That's pretty so, lit. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I gotta stop <laughs> using that lingo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad that they did that because it's, it, and it's also like a, a film festival too, but yeah, the whole point of it is to like be for like up and comers and not people that already have connections that don't need help. Yeah. And I'm just super into that idea. Oh, fucking hell yeah, man. Like more, more power to people that are willing to give the little guy a chance in my book, you know? Like, I really like that Studio A1 guy. 
like a whole bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was looking forward to a whole bunch of like indie shows, indie films. Go through them like every year, and it's like, hell yeah. That's, the, that's that good shit. Give them $1,000 every day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, so back, uh, to, back to the, uh, the finale, though. Yeah. I do have another criticism. All right. So, John Walker, I think him in the finale, like he was handled, uh, I don't want to say poorly, but he was handled like in a pretty insensitive manner where, you know, he allegedly decapitated a guy. Yeah. And it's treated as it should be as this huge thing, like a crime against humanity. Right. Like he, he yeah. murdered someone in cold blood when he really didn't have to. Oh, yeah. But then in, in and also like we get like at the end of episode five, it's like, oh, shit, he's going to like try to be Captain America still. And, he you know, he makes his own shield and everything. And like, oh, this guy is going to be like a threat because he's going to be like, no, I'm Captain America. And he's like going to be some form of villain. But then in the finale, he just gets to be a hero like that first he's like oh i'm gonna get revenge then he gets his shit knocked and he's like oh i'm gonna get you morgan thou and then he's like oh do i go after the flag smashers or do i save this uh this this truckload of people and he saves a truckload of people and it's like oh he's redeemed now he's a good guy he gets to have banter with bucky yeah this is why and i think just, they should have had at least another episode yeah just i just like- i don't think he, well, I don't think more. yeah I don't think he should be redeemed so quickly like I believe in having a redemption process for even like deplorable characters but they do have to go through some kind of change and growth and he did yeah. none of that yeah all I that it was like- is like oh he is a good guy after all even after all the like microaggressions and subtle racism and because uh, he is he, he is racist Wait, what? Like he doesn't just represent racism. John Walker as a like as a dude is like subtly racist. Huh, where I don't get that vibe from him. What what okay, are you how many times has John Walker addressed Sam as a person? And how many times has he addressed Sam as Bucky's partner? Uh I don't know. Whenever I, I've this is just something that I've noticed. Watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Every time, at least that I can think of, every time that John Walker has addressed Sam or he's been upset with something that Sam has done, he turns to Bucky and he says, are you really going to let your partner do this? Because he sees, well, yeah. he sees think... him as just another black sidekick. Uh, I don't think that's what they're going for. Well, it is a show about race. Well, yeah, so I think but... it is what they're going for. But no, you can you can make the argument that he doesn't mean to do it or he doesn't like he doesn't know like consciously that he's being subtly racist, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he, that is like subtly really racist and problematic. Like it's not problematic writing. I want to make it clear. I don't think it's problematic writing. They're just writing a character that is in universe problematic. And I don't think it should be, you know, swept aside so quickly because it's like, after all that, after doing nothing really to like atone for how awful he's been, he just gets to be a good guy now, or like an anti anti hero, I guess. But in the in the heat of battle, he's like he gets to have his like shining moment of like, oh, he is he is a good guy after all. 
because he saved the 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 people. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, he did a good thing. Like, I'm not gonna take that away from him, but he still does, he he needs a lot of work before he can have like good guy like hero banter. They with, need with more episodes before they start doing more complex characters. Like, it worked with WandaVision because they didn't have that whole, like, oh, this person's going to actually be a good guy at the end of it kind of thing. Well, to be fair, WandaVision did also kind of fumble with Agatha Harkness. Eh. I mean, a little bit, but she stayed a villain when she revealed herself as a villain. Right, yeah. It's just, it had a similar issue where it felt kind of rushed at the end where it's like oh i'm agatha harkness it was me all along but also i'm gonna like help you through your uh i'm gonna help you through your repressed trauma but also i'm a bad guy okay yeah that is that's a good point (laughs) it just it you know it's like choose one or the other marvel has a problem with that they're bad at writing villains that's why every villain you see is Okay, Thanos is the only good Marvel villain. I'm gonna say that right now. Every other villain has just been poorly written. Well, I I don't know about Loki. Loki is, has been pretty pretty well written, I think. Yeah, but as a bad guy though. Well, he's not he's just, a. Like when he was a bad yeah. guy, he wasn't really that interesting. But him being a good guy, like right. If Thor yeah, Ragnarok didn't exist, Loki would still be trashed here. I, only, like, uh, I, Tumblr... I will give you that. Yeah, only like Tumblr fangirls would be all about Loki. They, <sighs> yeah. they start shipping him like the one slur. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? That's... <laughs> okay, look. In Loki, the, the, the series that's coming up... Uh, so it happen. seems like... they You know, they call Loki a variant. It seems like he's gonna be meeting up with like alternate versions of himself and if they start fucking shipping him with other versions of himself i am gonna i i will be i i don't know what i will be they're going to do that i know i just i need to prepare myself i guess yeah just mentally prepare get in the isolation chamber and just i need to meditate on this for a while But yeah, no, that that's another thing that that upsets me. We have seven more weeks until Loki, Loki. comes out. Well, I mean, it's only seven. It could well, be. It's all, it well, could it's be seven worse. Weeks. You could have to wait a whole year before you get to see another fucking shot of Boba Fett. I yeah. I'm so mad about that. Yeah, true. They but bring seven, it back. Like, I got it instantly. No, I I didn't realize until like a few days ago like oh i i'm pretty sure loki's coming out right after uh falcon and the winter soldier right then i yeah. look no fucking june yeah yeah there's a but shit yeah, no, ton I, of things coming out in june i just realized like a couple games i was interested in too holy fuck i saw a uh, a theory on tiktok someone was saying you know, Marvel was saying like a while ago, like, oh, it's going to be back to back Marvel stuff on Disney Plus and also <laughs> seven, a seven week gap. That is like the perfect amount of time to fit like a, a series. Yeah. So like I personally don't I don't think this is going to happen, but I like 
part of me wants it to happen where there's like a secret series that they've been working on that they haven't talked about that's going to release in this uh, seven week period. What if it's what if? I can't wait until what if apparently they're doing a what if Steve Rogers was Spider-Man, which I am very interested in. Is it going to be scrawny Steve Rogers? Is it going to be like like during World War Two? Is it going to be current day? Like, is it going to be like Avengers era Steve Rogers where he already has the serum? I'm just is I'm excited it? to see it. That's an interesting idea, but I feel like it's too small for like what if they should be doing shit like what if. Thanos accidentally disintegrated himself or some stupid shit like that, you know? No, it seems like What If is going to be pretty much just Marvel, but a different character. But, but like, a character is a different character. Ah, God damn, that's kind of lame, though. It's, it's going to be like, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? And, like, what if um, Peggy Carter was Captain America? And, what? you know, like that that kind of stuff there's been so many events though they could do yeah well, like I, what if iron man was a villain what if he didn't learn a lesson you know you could do something i like also that, like, think yeah. um i'm looking at some concept art and it looks like there's gonna be one where it's like what if gamora took over thanos's role and she like usurped him i mean it's interesting ideas, but why is it all just what if character what if character A was character B? Why is that all they're doing? Well, I don't know for sure if that's all that it's gonna be, but From it looks like that's gonna be a lot of it. It makes me so sad. I you know, I still have hope for it. I think it's gonna be pretty good. Well yeah, it's gonna be good. I just am sad though, because the what if comics was more than just like what if character was other characters, like what if this event happened this way instead? What if uh, yeah. this oh, character died before this part? W what if he lived? Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, well, it looks like... I'm looking at it, and it looks like there's going to be two seasons of it. What if Mysterio so, was from another dimension? So it could be, like, season one is, like, what if one character was another character, and then season two is going to be, like, what if this event happened differently? Or it could just both... They could both be a mix of those two. Either way, I'm excited for it. I, I'm excited, but I'm also a little like worried because I really want the event stuff because that's where the best stories come from. It's like if you do a thing where like a character dies before they're supposed to, or like someone is uh is like I don't know. Yeah. Like an event well, that hold played on, well, out was different. You well know? to be clear, it does look like Loki is gonna explore some of that. True. I don't know. Cool. I don't know how much you've seen of like the trailers and stuff, but like there's a there's a I, shot where where Loki is standing in New York and it's all ruined. And it looks like that's going to be the timeline where like he took the Tesseract and fucked off and oh yeah. events played out differently. The Avengers were defeated by something or someone like we see Avengers Tower in ruin in, in ruins. Yeah. However you say it. We actually don't know. Like it's it's not known yet when exactly what if is gonna be coming out. It just says summer twenty twenty one. They release it next week. Or actually this It's week. probably gonna be after it's probably gonna be after Loki. If they're smart, they do it now so we can have some enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. But uh Well it doesn't quite fit the gap because it's supposed to be ten episodes. 
Oh, and, well, I mean, um, they can have it running the whole, probably whole time. I guess it just it doesn't fit as neatly into the gap, the seven oh, yeah, gap. Like, with normal Marvel shows like uh, like Winter Soldier and Falcon, was it Falcon and Winter Soldier, or was it the other way around? Uh, it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. With Falcon and, 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 and the, the Winter at Soldier. the end of the finale, it was Captain America and the Winter Soldier to indicate growth. It's weird to keep calling him the Winter Soldier. <laughs> okay, you know what? I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> I forgot I, that I, friend. I, I forgot that I wanted to get into that. But yeah, Marvel needs to stop calling them the Winter Soldier. Like it's a cool name and everything, but it's like that means so much horrible shit to him. It's like going up to someone and just like. I don't know, referring to them as just an insult the whole time, or like they, like well, they it, have something that they hate about themselves, and you just keep calling them that. Well, it's like I I know people that like used to drink but don't drink anymore, so <laughs> I don't like go up to them, them and be an like, "It's my buddy, the alcoholic." <laughs> it's like going up to someone who's like struggling with like an eating disorder, just like, "What's up, fatty?" It's horrible. God. It's such a horrible yeah. thing. Yeah, so, like I replace his to... name with like the White Wolf or something, because like that's his name that he got while he was in Wakanda. It's like, what does Bucky even go by as a superhero? Name? He doesn't even have a superhero name. I think he just he, just he actively avoids being a superhero. Yeah, he gets dragged into this shit. <laughs> Man's just trying to live a good life. He keeps getting Robot roped into arm. saving the universe. I I guess I have an opening in my schedule. Like, in Infinity War, when he's just vibing in Wakanda, they bring him the, the new arm, and he's like, oh, where's the fight? So defeated. Yeah. So just broken as a man. Because he thought, <laughs> this is, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place now. I have defeated the Winter Soldier programming. I'm in a really good spot right now. The Wakandans are very kind to me. I get to just vibe and be like a sheep farmer or something. And then he has to try and fight Thanos. It's like uh it's like veterans of World War One once the draft comes in. I where's the fight? God. Someone born in two thousand one at the inception of the Iraq war getting uh enlisted in Iraq. I where's the fight? All right, where's the fight? God it was so fucking horrible. I remember when uh, Bush started doing that. I was scared that my dad was going to get fucking uh, drafted and shit. I was like three. <laughs> you were like, you must have been like, what, two? How would you remember that? How would you remember the start of the Iraq war? Because I was sad. You know, the Iraq war taught me a very valuable lesson. Don't, don't let weird uh, when you have... people in. When you have the ability to oh, to extract no. oil for the for the United States <laughs> and, and its economic interests, you have a moral obligation to enlist. No. And like we can't make you because we don't have the draft anymore. But like, like you you should. I thought you were gonna do the Spider Man thing again. But like you you have you have a moral obligation to oh. to to do the thing. You have a moral obligation to do the thing with the stuff. You get it. Look, I the way I see it, I had one more opportunity to use that before it gets old. 
and I wanted to cash in. Gonna cash in your your joke card. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, it's like the whole Bucky thing is like going up to a uh, a veteran and just being like, "What's up, shooter boy?" Well, it's like it's like going up to your like your friend that just got back from a tour in Afghanistan and trying to get him into a street fight. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> that has been every, every thing that oh. Bucky has been in since, uh, since the winter soldier civil war. He's just trying to like be on the run and you know just kind of lay low for a bit then like fucking zemo frames him in a bombing at the un and steve is like hey i'm gonna try to get you out of this shit and then he ends up getting roped into a street fight and then he gets taken to wakanda and he's just kind of on ice for a bit and then and then steve shows up again and he's like i gotta drag you into another street fight there's this really tough guy on the block and he's like trying to kill half of us. Real bummer. I want to, what if it's like, what if Bucky like grew a backbone? What if like, Bucky no! knew how to say <laughs> We're no? We're not doing this. You can go. I have, I just, I just want to farm my, what the fuck were they farming? Wheat? Rice? What the hell do they grow in Wakanda? Metal? <laughs> Is that what they eat? What what food is was Wakanda? I think they just eat regular food. No, 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 because they got that sci-fi shit. They have to have some funky shit too. That's it's only the the rules of how advanced civilizations work. Some weird Never, jelly. It's like here's we grow weird jelly in our in our fields. The the laws. Babe, are of, you alright? You've barely touched your weird jelly. The laws of sci-fi utopias work like this. Everything is sleek and shiny. Everyone has like a, a like it you can tell it's based off of a modern fashion sense, but then there's like weird things added to it. And also, they don't ever eat normal food. Like even in Star Wars, like they have normal-ish looking food, but all their utensils are stupid. Yeah. Eating an apple with a steak knife. And then, uh, well, I think that's it. just Anakin being weird. <laughs> no, it was Padme that was eating it. Oh, well, <laughs> weird recognizes weird. I guess that's why they're so attracted to each other. It's just fucking Whoa. weird. You eat an apple with a steak knife, too? I thought I was the, the only, only one. one. Let's it. get married. Let's have a bunch of kids that are also going to grow up to be weird. Fuck let's it. get married and then let's have kids that get married. <laughs> Almost happened. You know, explaining it that weird is a genetic thing really makes Luke sucking titties on that alien planet make more sense. All right. Uh, next thing on the the menu. Uh, this week's movie pick was a lot of trouble, but not enough China. Yeah, a lot of trouble. Very little China. It's big trouble in little China that the supernatural action movie about ghosts living in San Francisco Chinatown. Yeah. So before we get into so this is one that you recommended last week. It's one of my favorite action adventure movies. Yes. 
I used yeah. to watch it all the time as a kid. Now, before we get into it, do you want to uh, read the synopsis? I know you did last week, but... I can. I have the DVD right here. Uh, directed by Thrillmaster John Carpenter, this edge-of-your-seat adventure stars Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, a tough-talking, wise-cracking truck driver whose humdrum life on the road takes a sudden supernatural tailspin when his best friend's fiancé is kidnapped. Speeding to the rescue, Jack finds himself beneath San Francisco's Chinatown in a murky, creature-filled wor- uh, world ruled by Lopan, a 2,000-year-old magician who mercilessly presides over the Empire of Spirits. Dodging demons and facing baffling terrors, Jack battles his way through Lopan's dark domain in a full-throttle, action-riddled ride to rescue the girl. Co-starring Kim Cattrall, this effects-filled sci-fi spectacle speeds to an incredible twist-taking finish. Color, 1986, 99 minutes. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, so overall... um, well, do you want to give your overall thoughts on it? Then I'll get give my overall thoughts. And then I I have a list. I made a list uh, while I was watching the movie of stuff that just stood out to me as just moments that I love. Yeah, I I like this movie. I do. Uh, it's one of my favorite action adventure movies because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Everything oh, yeah. about this movie is like the mummy where they know it's going to be a stupid movie. So they just go full 110% the whole time. Like, if if you could, if a movie could be made by a group of crackheads and turn out good, I'd say it would be this one. It, it would wind up like that. And I love it. <laughs> so what's your, what's your thoughts on it, Alex? Um, well, <laughs> uh, racial stereotypes aside, you know, like cultural sensitivity issues aside... No, like I said, this is made in the 80s. It is not a fucking... <laughs> you, you don't go into this movie 80s. for a very accurate betrayal of people. Half the people in this movie know karate for no reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, overall, um, I don't know. I have complicated feelings on it because like, going into it and um, before I really realized like what th- this movie is, like... It's insane like, is what in this the, movie is. Well, look, in the middle of it, I was like kind of bored and I was like, what? God, you know, this is kind of, you know, a little boring. It's just a lot of like action and stuff. Like it's just, you know, gratuitous like fight scenes and stuff. You know, not a lot to like hold my attention. But then, you know, as I got more towards like the third act, I realized like this movie might be secretly genius. <laughs> like they're it's beautiful i don't know just kurt russell being kurt russell uh th- there's like moments of humor that just it that push it above and beyond uh i think one word that i would use to describe this movie is self-aware this movie yeah. uh like like the mummy knows exactly what it is it knows what exactly what it's trying to do and i love it for that like yeah. this movie feels very aware because especially at the time, un- unfortunately in Hollywood at, at this time and even now to a degree, it's harder to have like an Asian action protagonist. Like it's, you know, usually like some white guy. Yeah. And it, this movie at felt you, the wall the, I, this movie felt very aware of the fact that Kurt Russell is only in it as like a token white action hero and one of my 
And it does everything that it can to make sure that you know he's not the most competent guy in the room. My favorite thing about this movie, I told you about this before, is every single fight scene that they have, Kurt Russell immediately gets his shit kicked in. Oh, yeah. He's either knocking himself out, getting beat up by guys who know more moves than just punching people, or he's like fighting a fucking sorcerer with a handgun. He doesn't do anything competent until like the very end. That's the one cool thing he does. Yeah, no, my uh, (laughs) one of my favorite parts, uh, and this is in like the final battle when uh, when Lopan, the bad guy, is like going to marry these two girls and they're like waiting to like rush in and Kurt Russell like shoots up a couple of shots just up in the air with his gun. And then it like knocks a, a couple pieces of ceiling loose and it and it just knocks him out for a minute and everyone else is like kicking ass while he's just laying there with his shit rot. Like he's just like he, dead. He is, he is he is he's legally dead for two minutes and then he gets back into the action. Oh, like that so moment. Good. Like, it's like, okay, let's let's set this guy aside for for a minute while the real heroes do their work. My favorite thing about that movie, too, is, like, every explanation for the things going on is, it's ancient magic. You wouldn't get it. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) Everyone knows karate. Everyone's magical, except for Kurt Russell, who's just a dude. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know. I really, I appreciate how much this movie commits to the bit that all Asians know martial arts and magic. Oh, it's so fucking good. Like, it is very of its time. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like I said, this isn't a movie you watch for, like, some, like, deep thought-provoking shit. You watch this movie because it's made by a bunch of crackheads, basically. Yeah. No, like, one of my favorite parts is Lopan versus this guy named Egg. Uh, Egg is the best character. He is like a drunk is the real guy hero. that makes tea, and he knows all of the magic in the he's world. The real, he's the real hero of this movie. At one point, he basically drugs everyone. Not my favorite part, though, is him versus Lopan, and oh, they yeah. like shoot magic at each other. <laughs> you know, it feels oh. very like it feels like a filthy Frank video. With like the, the like crudely composited like beams of light, and they have their little like avatars fighting like it's yeah. fucking Beyblade. It's so good. My favorite thing about it is when Lopad's doing it. He's doing this like this weird thing because he's got these like large gold pinky finger claws, and so yeah. he's like moving his thumbs around like he's playing on a fucking controller. He's like I having love a blast. It so much. I love it One so of, much. Like. Lil Pan is one of my favorite villains from any action-adventure movie because he's just... The guy that plays him is just having so much fun. It's so handy, and I love it so much. Uh, I, I want to get into some spoilers. But, yeah, uh, yeah, we can go full spoilers <laughs> on this. Another thing I want to talk about before, though, is I just love the fact that there's just random fucking monsters that appear for no reason. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the, another the thing. gorilla monster that just shows up. And then there's the fucking eyeball guy. <laughs> yeah, the movie gets you used around. to, like, 
the movie gets used to like magic and sorcerers and stuff. Then it just introduces monsters out of nowhere. And I'm not even that surprised, to be honest. My favorite part, though, is where they, they come out of the, uh, the, the fucking ancient evil sewer full of monstrosities and giant bugs. They crawl out into Lopan's like temple. They walk two feet. They open a the door. There's just a floating head covered in eyes. And it's just like, yep, normal shit. Just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it looked like a like a Minecraft mob. So it looks like uh fucking those eyeball guys from D and D. I forget the call beholders or something. I'll show you a picture so you can see it. But it's yeah. just so great because he's just it's just there. <laughs> now speaking of that scene though, when um you know Lopan is talking to them through his guardian, the the thing with like the floating thing with the eyes. Yeah, my one of my favorite parts in the movie when Lopan is just being full hammy bad guy, and he's like. <laughs> Oh, I got your girls. I got your girl. I got your girl. I want to fuck your girl and I'm going to kill your girl. Yeah. <laughs> Low pan. Literally, just... basically, he's like, I'm going to kill your girl. I'm going to fuck your girl. Na, 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 na. Oh. <laughs> now, I don't think we talked about this. Just but the hamming plot it for the fuck up. The reason why he's uh, stealing people's girls is uh, Lopan was cursed by, was it the emperor of China or something? And, yeah, uh, let's get let's get into some of the characters' motivations. So, yeah, break down so, what what does the bad guy want, and how is he gonna get that goal? His he wants to become mortal again. Uh, so I think was it, so he could pass on to the afterlife because he's like stuck on Earth. He's like this ancient sorcerer that can't die now, and the only way to get that is if he marries a girl with green eyes. Uh, like marries a girl with green eyes to appease one god, and then kill her to appease another. And he has another. more difficulty with it than you'd think. Yes, and then all of a sudden, two girls show up in Chinatown in San Francisco, which is where he lives for some reason. They never explain why, but he just lives in San Francisco. But uh, cheaper rent. Two girls, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But two girls show up that just so happen to have green eyes. No, like what? what he what he uh like the curse that he has is he has to marry and kill a girl with green eyes and then these two <laughs> girls show up and he's two. like fucking best of both worlds i guess i get to <laughs> i'll keep just one. kill that one and we'll marry that one <laughs> it's like window shopping but uh so yeah Silopan so has a variety of means to uh to do this first thing he has is he's got a, a gang he has i forget what they're called but there's a gang war going on in San Francisco between these two groups who both know karate and also magic. And uh, one of the groups works for Lopan and he's got his own like private squad of enforcers. They call the storms with them and they have the most imaginative names. There's the the thunder one named Thunder, the rain one named Rain, and then the lightning one named Lightning. Honestly, this movie feels <laughs> like a video game. It's so good. Th- I mentioned last week that the the poster looks like the cover of a Sega Genesis game. This movie it feels like this it. movie felt like a Sega Genesis game. It's fucking beautiful. Like, this movie specifically feels like a Sega Genesis game. But uh, so lightning though, the guy that wears the hat the whole time and everything, because the other two they take their hats off because they all have like the like this like fucking like weird 
giant like rice picker hat, but not really. I don't know what the fuck that hat's called. It looks like it looks like the headdress that Dua Lipa wore in her uh, SNL performance of Levitating. I'll send it to you. It looks like it's it's the same picture. Corporate needs you to find the difference between these two pictures. uh, The thing is, though, there's a character in Mortal Kombat named Raiden whose entire thing is just that character. They stole his design, his powers, and everything. <laughs> and, like, they're not even, like, lying about it. It's like, yeah, we took this from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> we just saw it was cool. And I feel like that's how the best takeaway from this, this, this show, this movie. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> but, uh... No, uh, so, Jack Burton, look at what though, I Look at what I sent. Uh, uh, let me open up the the thingy. The like the headdress that she's wearing. It looks like the oh fuck the yeah no the you're, guys not wear. you're not rock with the wisps <laughs> coming off it. Yeah, but uh, now Jack Burton's uh his whole thing behind his motivations is his uh, okay. His motivation <laughs> is he has a truck. He loses the truck. Then he wants the truck back and yep. then he meets a girl and he's like, I guess I'm going to save the girl too. Jack- and that is his character. That is Jack the extent Burton. of who Jack Burton is. My favorite that's thing all is he his needs goal. to be. His end goal changes like constantly through the movie. When he starts off, he just wants to hang out with his friend who he also hates. Like they, it seems like they have a vendetta against each other. Like constantly. Well, like, they constantly oh, you owe, me my owe each money. other money. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so, fun like, it's a so, very like, 80s guy kind of like repressed masculinity kind of kind of friendship it's good <laughs> but uh so his whole thing is he's helping he wants his friend to give him his money so he's gonna hang out with them the entire time until he gets his what was a thousand dollars he's owed or something like that it's a ridiculous it amount. like fourteen hundred dollars that's what it was fourteen hundred and uh so they go to the airport because the other guy's picking up his fiance. He finally got out of money to get her to uh, to get a plane ticket over to America. So they're going to go get married. Uh, and then we're introduced to the only two women in the entire world, I guess, to have green eyes. Uh, a reporter who Jack Nicholson, I almost said Jack Nicholson, Jack Burton takes a slight yeah. fancy okay. to. Hold on just a second about the whole green eyes thing. Like it's yeah. mentioned in the movie, oh, it's you know it's rare for Chinese people to have green eyes, which I guess I'll take their word for. It. I I'm not a <laughs> geneticist, but I don't. Like, I it don't seems know like this guy, uh, Lopan, Lo, Lopan, he's lazy as fuck. <laughs> no, what I'm saying though is Lopan. It seems like he. It doesn't like it's never explicitly said that it has to be a Chinese woman because yeah, he's cause able like- <laughs> to like marry the one white lady. Yeah. So like he could just pick any woman with green eyes and it's taken him 2000 <laughs> years to find one. Yeah. Personally, I, I think the uh, I like the idea that Lopad was just OK with his sentence up until then. He's like, fuck, I got to live forever and still be a magician. Let's go. <laughs> and then like after like year, like 1900 passes, like, ah, ah, this is so boring. <laughs> I can't do shit anymore. Yeah, well, he is like a like geriatric now. Like he can't do shit. Like he's in a wheelchair and stuff. So 
I think he just he, he's had a it up version, to here. A version of him is geriatric. It's weird, because there's two different forms. There's the physical form he takes, which is just this extremely old Chinese guy. Or his normal form, which is the most, like, fucking 80s rock, like, album cover looking character. <laughs> like, he looks like the bad guy for a Mortal Kombat game. Oh, like, yeah. He just, he just walks up. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder who the villain's gonna be. <laughs> Got like, what is it, like white face makeup and all this other shit, like this ridiculous hat kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, like he looks like a ghost. It. He looks like a ghost, like from a play or something. <laughs> he looks amazing. I love him. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, then his truck gets stolen, and he's like, well, gotta find my truck, I get. No, what happens is, uh, his friend's fiance gets kidnapped. So him, the reporter lady, his friend, and an old Asian man are recruited to go and fight God, basically. <laughs> so they go to find that. They lose his truck. He's like, well, fuck, now we gotta go get my truck. And then that's his motivation for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the truck is insured, too. But he just doesn't want to, like, be on the phone with them and, like, try to get... <laughs> like a payout for it or like get a replacement or whatever he he goes through all of this trouble like or fighting the chinese underground and like fighting a t <laughs> fighting a 2000 year old wizard just so he can avoid a phone call that's dedication man you know that what guys got I understand horrible that. social anxiety I, I fully i fully empathize with that so he, he goes to get his truck back. Yeah. And that's, I think at that point, he, they find well, the I don't, truck. I don't want to go through like a whole summary of it because uh, yeah. we are kind of limited on time. Uh, right. But I do well, want to go through, I want to go through some more of my favorite moments from this movie. Uh, you go first. I want to do the same thing. Okay. So at one point, Kurt Russell, uh, this is when they're all together, like in like the underground and he opens yeah. the store and he's like, all right, look, this is this is like a, a higher level place. All right. We can just kind of zoom right through here. They're not going to be expecting us here. It's going to be all, all smooth sailing from here. He opens the door and it's like an entire like army ready to to fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then he just closes the door and he's like, all right, you guys kind of skedaddle. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, just all the moments. Every moment that the demonstrate uh, every moment that demonstrates the only reason Kurt Russell is the main character is because he's a white guy. Oh, he's such a terrible character, too. Oh, yeah. He's just so like. Just oh, another there. one. So this is after uh, this is after Kurt Russell and the gang um, rescue the two uh, the two girls from, you know, being married to Lopan. And, you know, the the white girl, love interest for Kurt Russell uh, kisses him. And most movies, when a when a female character is wearing makeup and she kisses uh, a male character that isn't wearing makeup, most movies will not show makeup being smudged on the guy's face, you know, so as to not be like distracting or whatever. This, uh, this revolutionary. Movie, this movie does the exact opposite, and I love <laughs> it for that. 
Because for a solid like five minutes in this action sequence, Kurt Russell just has like lipstick smeared on like the middle of his lips and teeth. Yeah. He has so much <laughs> lipstick on his teeth. And then the I, I think it's egg. He's like, hey, let me let me get that for you. I love yeah, that. I, love- I love that moment so much. Uh one of my favorite moments happens when uh they have their final fight with Lopan. Uh, oh. Kurt Russell has him quartered. I think I know he, what you're talking about. He throws his knife. Lopan catches it. He's like, nice knife, Mr. Burton. Time to die. Oh, yeah. Throws it back. And he grabs it, then throws it back and kills him. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, Kurt it's Russell so pretty much learns great. from all of his past mistakes throughout the entire movie. And he puts all of his stats in defense <laughs> and then just fucking says, no, you. <laughs> And he lands the knife square in the middle of of Lopan's forehead. That fight, I love it because it's so anticlimactic. Like you get to, it's like the final fight. Throws knife, guy grabs knife, throws it's knife like, back, throws knife back at guy. It's like, um, oh, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of that reminds me of uh, Knockout City when we were playing the Knockout City beta. And yeah. <laughs> you can like catch the ball and throw it back. It's like that, but with throwing the knife. And Lopan just did not uh he did he didn't hit X to dodge fast enough. <laughs> I just love that scene. But another scene I love though is but no, immediately... no, what I what I was gonna say though, that's like in Indiana Jones when Indiana just like shoots, shoots the guy. The guy. <laughs> but that's the third act finale. Yeah. That's like that's it's the so climax. Good. Another part I like, it happens immediately after that scene, is uh, Thunder's death. Because he encounters his master's corpse, and he's just like, oh god! So then he turns himself into a bomb and explodes. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, the guy that explodes, he he had a, a very strange, confusing, and frankly terrifying energy throughout the whole thing. <laughs> The, the, the like the, like the one part where he just does like karate moves for like a solid two minutes. Yeah, the that, storms but, are my favorite like side henchman characters because they're all the idea of them are fucking ridiculous. The like, way that they like descend in every scene that they're in is just so like like it's great. dominant. <laughs> <laughs> they come in they're like t-posing that's basically what it is it's like it's like those moments like in uh like there's a specific clip that i'm thinking of but it's like in a video game where they have like the character like animation doesn't quite load in let, let yeah. me find it let, let's let's just pause for a second i gotta find that clip because it's uh, v- very much worth it well while we're doing this i want to talk more about them because another thing I love about them is how, like, only okay, one of it. them I found it. has an... <laughs> I, I'm going to send this to you. You have to watch it. All right. Send it to me. And I will I'll link this in the description uh, so you can so you can see what I'm talking about. But it's Miles Morales. He's getting beaten up by some by some muggers. And Spider-Man, uh, he swings in. But, like, the swinging animation doesn't, like, load in. So it's just him, like, like T-posing. <laughs> that's exactly what they look like yeah this is like at the end of the clip so at a minute and 40 seconds yeah so spider-man he's just t-posing and he just ascends away and that's 
that's what happened in this movie. Oh, I love it so much. Another thing I love about the Storms, though, is their names. Only one of them has a name that coincides with his power. Uh, lightning has lightning powers. Thunder just explodes. And then Rain just has a sword. I don't know why they're called that. I feel uh, like for they, theming? I feel like they thought it was cool with the lightning ones. Like, oh, we called them the Storms. One of them has lightning powers. We named him Lightning. And then it just went downhill from there. Well, you but can't they just have a know member of do. the Storms not have a weather-related name. <laughs> but they don't have weather-related superpowers. Like, Thunder's whole thing is that he's good at fighting, and then he explodes. Yeah. <laughs> He just turns into a bomb. I, I turned decided, myself into a bomb. <laughs> I have decided to explode. <laughs> I like how that happened too, because he's like, he looks over, he's like, oh no! Looks at them, just <laughs> just blows up. But now, going going down the list of uh, of, of favorite moments, though, uh, another another favorite from. Uh, from this movie is at the end when you know oh, they, yeah. the the good guys have won uh they're all you know regrouped and you know kurt russell's like maybe i'll settle down here and you know the him and the the one lady are like you know they're, they're kind of going back and forth like yeah you know and uh he he leaves and someone's like what aren't you gonna kiss her goodbye and he's like no and then he leaves no. he just leaves fucking chad fucking chad <laughs> alpha <laughs> moment oh that's aren't you gonna kiss her no he has the best character development because he goes from being the worst Chad. to the greatest oh <laughs> uh, man my favorite another thing i liked about the movie though is at the very end where the monsters revealed to be living in his truck because <laughs> it's just like it's out of nowhere there's no sequel to this movie it just yeah, happened. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, the the monster in the truck. What the fuck was that about? I lied. There is a sequel to this movie. It's not a movie or a show. It's a comic book. What happened? Oh God. I I remember now. What happens is the reason why the monster is living with him now is because since he killed Lopan, ownership of the monster transferred to him. So now he's got this pet orangutan gorilla monster. That just seems like more responsibility than it's worth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's another thing I love about the movie. Like the exact moment when they introduce monsters is you see like the portrait gag where there's like the uh, the eyes that shift out, then go back in. And then a fucking monster comes out of the door. Oh, yeah. It's just out it. of nowhere. It's so good. Oh, there's so many great moments in this movie. I, I just have to say the best moment is the whole 99 minutes. Yeah, like, but yeah, overall, got, um, best movie right? ever. <laughs> Hell yeah! Secretly genius. So good. I just, I just really love every fight scene though, because it always it starts the same way. Uh, everyone else is fighting with like kung fu techniques, and then then it cuts to Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell, who's just unconscious on the floor, slumped over. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much the best gag in the movie and then like he has his own personal growth because he's just the worst hero and then he does the coolest shit at the very end he's like yeah i basically took them all out by myself just dead the whole time 
You know what? Kurt part- Russell Kurt Russell in this movie is a lot like Jonathan in The Mummy. Yes, absolutely. Where, like he doesn't do much, but he has this like bossy energy. There's just an energy to him that you just love. You hate and you love at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I I I love this movie so much. Uh another part I love though is uh by oh, the fuck, way, this is free on head. YouTube. So listener, yeah. you gotta watch it. It's if free you with have, ads. You have nothing to lose. Watch it. I please want more people it. to know about this movie because it's one of those like really great action adventure movies that just doesn't give a shit. It's so great. It's like the mummy, except in San Francisco. And instead of a mummy, it's just a really old guy. <laughs> God damn it. I, I could go on for hours about this. There's just so many just great parts. Oh, yeah. Another part I loved. Almost forgot about this. Uh, the part where Egg's like, we're going to go into the underground. Uh, don't worry, it's safe. And then immediately some guy gets eaten by a giant wall bug. He's like, I lied, by the way. Just stick close. We're good. One thing that confused me in this movie was the opening when Egg is like talking to like an attorney. And it made me oh, think yeah. like, oh, is there going to be like a court case in this movie? Nope. It's never addressed. No. Never again in this movie is it addressed that uh, that Egg is talking to an attorney for, <laughs> for, for reasons. I like that, though, because you never know, like with Egg, it could be anything. <laughs> again, at one point, he drugs what everyone. A guy. <laughs> I, I thought invincible. it was going to be revealed at the end. When when Egg was like, hey, I'm going to go and he walks out the door. I thought it was going to be revealed like I thought he was going to like evaporate. I thought it was I thought he was going to be revealed to be like a spirit or something. I thought he was going to be the guy that cursed Lopan. You think that, but no, <laughs> this movie is just like, no, Egg's just this weird guy that knows magic. Egg is just a baller. He's just fuck it. He's great. One of the best Egg characters is just in the a, movie. He's an alpha Chad. Egg is what the Magi wish they were. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, enough gushing about this movie. I give it a uh, a good nine and a half out of ten. Yeah. So the plan is uh, moving forward every week. Uh, one of us is going to recommend a movie for the other. Uh, and then. The following week, we'll talk about that movie. So my pick for next week, I recommend this movie to you, Jared, and to you, the listener. Batman the Movie from 1966, starring Adam West. Uh, I okay. realize it's not it's not on anything. It's on Hulu, but you have to have the live TV thing. It's on like a couple of Oof. like premium like services. But um, you could, I mean, I got it on Blu-ray uh, for like less than $10 from uh walmart i believe so like it's it's a cheap thing to buy do you have um, it on your one was, thing i do yeah okay. so yeah i do have a blu-ray copy of it um but yeah listener if you're able to watch it um if you're willing to to spend a few dollars on the dvd or blu-ray uh i totally recommend it and we will be talking about it next week if you if you don't mind talking about spoilers, we will give enough like contextual information that you won't be like lost during the discussion. I mean, it's it's 60s Batman. It's nothing too like 
deep. It's, it's not. Saying, it's nothing. It's nothing that you can't follow with with uh, you know context clues. But yeah, if you're able to watch it, I recommend watching it before next week's episode because we will be discussing it and it'll be spoilery as as spoilery as '60s Batman can get. Yeah. So at some point, Robin's gonna die. <laughs> but I mean, also it is just it's a fun time. It's a fun movie. So I, I recommend it regardless. But yeah, that's what we're going to talk about next week. But uh, yeah, let's get into recommendations of the week. Jared, if you have any to add, add that as a bullet point. Uh, if not, Bye. I'll just go through mine. So first, uh, I have a channel to recommend. It is Kunkin Dasner, uh, play on Duncan Kastner, I can only assume. Uh, link in description. Uh, this guy only has a few thousand subscribers, which is a few thousand more than we have. But, you know, if you haven't heard of him, check out some of his some of his videos. He does uh, short uh, like commentary videos. He just did a half hour one actually on morgues. But most of his videos are like five to 15 minutes. Talks about different stuff. He did a video about NFTs, which I've been wanting to get back into, like discussing them on the podcast. Uh, I just haven't oh, been yeah. able to fit it in. But um he did a video about uh Milana Vaintrub, if that's how you pronounce it, the AT&T girl and just the shit that she's gotten online. Uh he did a video is it ethical to make fun of terrible dead people talking about uh Prince Philip, uh the 9000-year-old zombie that just got around to dying. A smooth skin. He did a video about social media fan theories ruining WandaVision. So yeah, go check out his videos. I think he's pretty good. Um, he sounds right up my asshole. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, link link in description. Go check it out. Uh, my second recommendation is Captain America Super Soldier. It's the Captain America the First Avenger tie-in game from 2011. It came out um, on a lot of platforms, actually. Hold on, let me... Uh, it came out on Nintendo DS, PlayStation 3, Wii, Xbox 360, Nintendo 3DS, which I didn't know that there was a 3DS version of it. I don't, I can't speak to the quality of it, but um, yeah, it's Captain America Super Soldier. I recommend either the PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 version. I had the Wii version a few years ago, but it, it kind of sucks. It's a very watered down version of the game. But yeah, think of like how Captain America plays in Marvel's Avengers. It's a similar thing. And the, the combat in this game is like a, a, an approximation to like the Arkham games. Uh, but, you know, it's more fun than it has any business being really. Uh, I have been playing. I, I got I've been a, I've gotten a few hours into the PlayStation 3 version. So, yeah, that's the one that I can fully recommend. I assume the Xbox version is the same, but yeah, don't play the Wii version if you have any other option. The DS version is probably just a, a mid-tier 2D platformer. No idea what the, the 3DS version is like, but yeah, I... Probably it shit. Is, <laughs> it is kind of expensive to get a, a physical PlayStation 3 version of the game. Um, oh, yeah. And well, that's like... I can't say that there are certain uh, less costly ways to play the game. I can tell you that there's a PlayStation 3 emulator on PC. Uh, I can tell you that if you have PlayStation 3 ROMs that you that you get from your own discs, um, 
it is perfectly legal to play those on a on a PlayStation 3 emulator. I cannot condone going to certain websites and downloading PlayStation 3 ROMs. I cannot condone going to one of those websites and getting a, a ROM of the PlayStation 3 copy of Captain America Super Soldier. I absolutely cannot tell you to do that. I cannot condone it, and I never will. All right? Am I, am I clear? I think. I cannot, I'm confused now. I cannot, they want to go do that real quick. <laughs> I cannot tell you that that's an option. However. <laughs> but yeah, it is a fun game. For a, for a Marvel tie-in game from 2011, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I know, I've heard good things about that and the Wolverine game. Oh, the Wolverine game. Okay, X-Men Origins Wolverine got delayed by like a year, I believe. So the, the tie-in game had like a year to for, for the developers to just keep working on it. And it got to a really good place. Hell yeah. Now, I cannot condone going to certain websites and downloading a ROM of, of X-Men Origins Wolverine for PlayStation 3. And playing it on the very legal PlayStation 3 emulator. I can only condone that you get a physical version of the game, dump the ROM yourself with a PlayStation 3 that you own. That's all that I can condone. I cannot condone going to certain websites and downloading it illegally. But yeah, that's uh, Captain America Super Soldier, my second recommendation of the week. Uh, Go play it. It's pretty good. I have a recommendation. I think I've made this before, but I want to do it again. Oh, by the uh, way, I forgot I was going to mention it does have like bits of Captain America lore that's not like in the movie. And this is from 2011. So there weren't any plans yet for like Zemo or like uh, Strucker to be introduced. Uh, Strucker was in Age oh, of Ultron. It's... Zemo was in Civil War. So we got like more like comic versions of Strucker and Zemo in the game. Like Zemo was like mentioned and Strucker, he's like straight up a boss battle in the game. Oh, hell so, yeah. Like it does uh, interesting stuff with like the lore. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's just something that I wanted to add. So you can get into oh, your recommendation. Uh, I have one recommendation. I probably have had it several times. It is my favorite book series called Metro 2033 to 35. Uh, it's because every book takes place one year after the other one, and that's the year it takes place, 2033, then 34, then 35. But uh, they're great books because it's, like, if you're a fan of apocalypse shit, you're going to love it. Like, if you like Fallout or, like, Stalker or just, like, any generic, like, Mad Max shit, you'll love it. But also, if you like horror novels, you'd like the first one and maybe a bit of the third one. I haven't finished the third one yet. But uh, you're going to hate the second one, though. I'm going to promise you that. Uh, it's a good book series. Uh, the first one is fucking beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Every time I, uh, I feel like reading a book, I always read that one again, just because I love how it's all set up, especially how they do horror in that one, because it's, it's vague enough to where you don't understand what it is exactly, but you get enough detail to know that it's not a good thing. <laughs> And it's just interesting because, like, in the books, it takes place in uh, Moscow, Russia, after humanity has, uh, like, bombed themselves to oblivion. And they are now forced to live in the metro tunnels beneath the city 
And you follow the story of Artyom, who uh, is given a mission to help save his station from an unknowable threat. And uh, you follow his journey through this environment, which is just, it's alien, but also familiar. Like, there's a lot of, like, the same, like, problems and shit like that that you see in the real world. And there's also, like, some fucking weird shit going on. And it's, like, it's got so much cool, like, universe shit to it. Like, there's a whole... Like, there's a part in there where there's a conductor talking about, like, what life was like before the bombs fell and shit. And, like, he's talking about, like, weird things happening in the metros even before then. And it just adds this level of, like, weird, creepy shit to it. And, uh, no, it's just a fun read. Like, great universe that they built up uh, that Dmitry Glukovsky made. Uh, the second one is utter garbage and I hate it, but you might think it's better. Uh, and the third one is, it's also pretty good uh, so far. I haven't finished it yet. I'm like five chapters in, but it's still like the same feel that the first one had. Uh, so if you're into like some really good apocalypse shit and ghost stories, get Metro. It's also games. I recommend the games. But for the last game, you need to read all three books to understand what's going on. Kind of. It's confusing. Well, it better be a good series if I have to do homework going into one of the installments. Yeah, the okay, this is how Metro the games work. The first game is based off of the first book. The sequel is a sequel to the game and has nothing to do with the first book. The third book takes ideas from the game, but is mostly just a sequel to the first book. And then the video game is a sequel to both the video game and the last book. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, that just seems unnecessarily convoluted. It's a little bit. But uh, as long as you don't read the second book, you're fine. But that's a lie. You do need to read the second one because there's a character that shows up in the third book. Uh, who's the main character of the first book, of the, th of the second book. But uh, uh, if you read the, the second book, I'm just warning you, I hated it. Like... It's still, like, Metro, and I love the universe and stuff, but the, the sequel does a lot of really dumb shit that I just really hate. Like, uh, like there's one thing that was great about the first book is when, like, ever, like, a supernatural encounter happens. They don't, like, really bring it too much to the light. Like, it's not this, like, thing that's easily explainable. In the second book, they just fucking write off one of them. It's like, oh, yeah, this is what it was the whole time. It's like, fuck you, why would you do that? <laughs> it's like... Don't make this cool, like, fucking, like, horror setting and then just go on and be like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that they think is going on. But really, it was this. It's like, the characters don't even figure it out. You just tell us what it was. It's like, no, no that's terrible. I hate it. But uh, people will probably like it more than I did. But nah, I loved the first book. It's such a great book. All right. Yeah, I'll have a link to the... Um... <laughs> I'll have a link to the guy's uh, page on Amazon, the the guy that the author that wrote the books, and yeah. um, I'll get a Steam link or a, a link to the uh, Steam store page for the uh, for the games. Yeah, I think Exodus might the last game. I think that might only be on Epic though. It might be on Steam now. Okay, I'll have a link to there. whatever uh, platform it's on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's the show. Hell yeah. 
Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. If this is your first time here, uh, thanks for checking us out. Uh, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode if you like what we do here. Uh, also check out our merch page on TeePublic. We got one design so far, Muscle Rock. Treat yourself to a Muscle Rock shirt. Uh, if you can't afford that or if you don't want to drop $20 on a shirt, I totally understand. Uh, get yourself a Muscle Rock button or a sticker. That's a great way to support the show. And, uh, and you know, rep a cool design. I made it. Please put it on the fridge. Yeah, put get a get a Muscle Rocks uh, fridge magnet. Put it on the fridge. But yeah, share the show with a friend. Tweet out our episodes. Tweet out our clips. Our clips channel will be in the description. Yeah, that's another great way to help us out. Uh, also, leave a comment if you're listening on YouTube. Tell us uh, tell us what you thought. If we were wrong about something, tell us about it. If you have any suggestions for movies that you want us to cover or any topics you want us to discuss comment that or tweet at us dm us on twitter leave us a review on Podchaser. that's another great way to help us out that helps us out in the algorithm or or something <laughs> i imagine it does something it's this magical element it, that it gives us it gives us an ego boost uh leave us uh, preferably a positive tea. review on alex on Podchaser. it's the tea it's the from uh big trouble in old china you have to drink it before you go into the underground <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, but yeah, follow us on social media, follow us on Twitter, see what kind of stuff we would tweet, follow me on TikTok, friend Jared on Steam and or Xbox. Hell yeah. And uh, just, yeah, subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode, turn on notifications, turn on automatic downloads, and, uh, you know, thanks for watching. Good 9am through 9pm. Remember, if you don't do the things I've, uh, we've asked you to do, uh, I will go to your house and I will eat your underwear. Now, Jared, you, I know you're familiar with the uh, the snow miser and the heat miser, right? Now, let me let me pull up the exact lyrics so I can illustrate the point that I'm going to make. Oh, what is this? All right, so heat miser. They call me heat miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. He is too much. Now that's fairly normal, right? You know, okay. he you know, he has the he has the power over heat, so it makes sense that you know stuff that he would touch melts. I think I know where you're going with this. The snow miser. Friends call me snow miser. Whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. I'm too much. Now, Jared. Yeah. I didn't this didn't jump out to me until just recently. But the snow miser he holds things that aren't snow. Yeah. And then he turns them into things that are snow. Yeah. <laughs> this man has power over subatomic structures. <laughs> he has a level of power that he's either not trained enough or too afraid to tap into. And I think we're all better off with that, that he, that he no, doesn't tap into thing. that power. That's the he thing, has the uh, power. He can bring the universe to its knees. You know the part in uh, that that Spider-Man comic where he confronts the pterodactyl guy and he's like, "You could have, you have the power to cure cancer. Why are you turning people into dinosaurs?" And his response is, "I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs." <laughs> That's it. I don't he want knows it. what he's got. I don't he want to enslave the universe. I just want to make snow. 
He's like, I could do anything with this. Fuck it, I'll just turn everything I touch into snow. I'm Snow Miser. What else am I gonna do? Yeah. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bum bum bum.